Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another episode of the Conversations Brewing Podcast with your hosts, Divya and Ravisha, two coffee-loving best friends who dive into weekly conversations on wellness, culture, and growing into your authentic self. As two healthcare professionals, children of immigrants, and humans always striving to learn more, they bring their unique complexities of their wellness journeys into this podcast space by sharing their stories and featuring other like-minded experts in the field. Always with a cup of coffee in hand, humor, and never-ending authenticity, dive in with the two of them as they brew the kind of conversations that we don't have enough of but that matter the most. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conversations Brewing. Today, we have a guest and also a friend of Divya's, the Instagram world. Her name is Lior Gal. And basically, we sat down and talked to her about holidays and with your partner and how to navigate those certain traditions that you grow up with and then starting your own traditions with your partner. This was a really fun episode to record. Honestly, we had a lot of technical difficulties, so like, bear with us with the episode <laughs> edit. But um, Divya, do you want to tell everyone about Lior? Yeah, Lior is an amazing human being. If there was anybody that we had all of these technical difficulties with, I'm so glad it was Lior <laughs> because she just, like rolled with the punches. We would like laugh about it. Um, and yeah, Lior is a friend of mine from like Ravisha said, the Instagram world. She's also a therapist. She's a licensed in marriage, licensed marriage and family therapist in Pennsylvania. And um, she has some hopes to be moving to New Jersey soon, which will be so exciting because then Lior and I will be living in Jersey together, um, some Jersey girls. But yeah, she is amazing. And um, on Instagram, she shares such good tips. And she's also so relatable. Her content has me like rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah, she's hilarious. She's so funny, right? And then on top of that, like when we were together, we were laughing like we've known Lior for like Decade. I know. I I just met her that day, or even talked to her, and I like felt like she's my lifelong friend. I know she's so funny, and like even with um. So basically, the technical issues were a bit that like Ravisha kept getting kicked off of Zoom, and so we would be like in the middle of conversation, and Ravisha just leaves the meeting. And for those of you who don't know, Ravisha does the edits. So because of that, Ravisha is always the host. So <laughs> when Ravisha is not on the Zoom, the Zoom is not recording anymore. So like, you know, we can't keep keep the show going without her. Um, so we would just keep stopping. And there was a point where Lior would be like, too, like, all right, we lost Ravisha. Like, <laughs> like Lior's been friends with us for years. And it was so funny. And so, yeah, I mean, recording with her is amazing. And on top of that, she had such good content to share. I feel like I learned a lot from the episode. Yeah, I hope you guys um, also like enjoy um, the content that we're talking about. We know that the holidays are so tough already. And then mm-hmm. when, when you're in a relationship with someone as well, like how to navigate um, the holidays is also something, you know, we all need to figure out. So we hope you enjoy the episode. Here's Lior. Okay, so today we are, like I said, recording with Lior. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you, Lior, because I feel like I already know you and I've been friends with her for 
like two plus years because we've been (laughs) chatting on Instagram for that long. But Lior is an amazing marriage and family therapist. She's also the TikTok and real queen. She always has me laughing in the mornings when I see her content. So I'm excited to talk about managing the holidays with, um, with like, I guess a partner in a romantic relationship with family, all the dynamics today. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Because the holidays I think really bring out a lot of those emotions in us, anything that has to do with our family, with our partners, the holidays, they will bring it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we'll start super simple in a question um, about this and what, and that is what is the most common relationship struggle that you've seen over the holidays? Just so we can like put that out there. Yeah, I think I mean, that's a really great question. And I think that it really depends on where you are in life. And when I say that, I mean, are you bringing your new partner as a 17 year old? Are you coming in as an engaged couple or somebody with a lot, you know, that you've been dating for a long time? Are you married? Do you have kids? All of these stages of life are going to look different in how the holidays are going to affect us. Um, and with that being said, I think something that really comes out, especially with with relationships during the holidays, is the understanding of boundaries. And not only boundaries within uh, our significant other, which I will definitely go into, but boundaries within our family members. I don't know about you guys, but if you have ever been, you know, newly in a relationship and you brought a guy around or even if you've been dating for like actually let's say we're ba- you're dating for five years and your family says well when are you getting engaged or <laughs> if if you're yeah. already married when are you guys having kids <laughs> or if you have kids do you guys want more right and it's always yeah. like that next question and mm-hmm. what feels like small talk to a lot of people can feel really uncomfortable to a majority of us like some people don't mind being asked hey when do you want to have kids and for some people that's a topic that is very personal and is kind of when you think about it is kind of funny because in order to make a baby we know what we need to do and so to have that conversation with our parents can feel really awkward as well Mm -hmm. um so yeah I think I think the holidays do increase a lot of those a lot of those stressors for a lot of us yeah, I like how you bring that up that it's like those kinds of questions that you think are small talk can mm-hmm. not be and really impact you. Like, I know that for a while, um, a lot of my friends were like, yeah, when we bring um, like our partner to our family events and stuff, um, it's really hard to get that question of when are you going to get engaged? Because we are having that fight on our own separately. And then to have like your mm-hmm. family now ask about it, it kind of adds more fuel to the fire, I feel like, yeah, in yeah. relationships. And so that could be really hard to navigate. Absolutely. It's the expectations that are then placed and maybe projected onto us where in reality, maybe we're just not ready to be engaged or we're not ready to have kids or we're not ready to move in together. Even it's, it's definitely really hard. And I, I think blending and incorporating traditions as well within each other's families is going to be another huge part about relationship struggles during the holidays. Yeah. What have you noticed, I guess, the most when talking about blending traditions? Because I would definitely say that that has been 
for me, one of the hardest aspects of it. And something that I think a lot of people feel guilty about that, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like if, if in my relationship, like this should be easy, like why are the holidays hard? And we have this expectation that things should be all magical and amazing and it's not. And so I'm curious for you, like, what are some of those those tensions around that? What have you seen? What have you experienced? Because I think that's so important for us to normalize a bit more. Because for me, it really helps to know other people are experiencing it too. But it's definitely something we don't talk about a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, when we think of traditions um, and and different things that our families do can look like anywhere from the meals that we eat during Mm -hmm. the holidays. I know some families don't even do turkey on Thanksgiving and that's totally okay. But for some families, that's really important. Or for, you know, for other holidays, do we get a lot of gifts? Do we just do gift cards? Do we put this sock on the wall or this tree over there? Or do we light this manure? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that incorporating and understanding our significant others traditions and and also what is important to us and what what is a non-negotiable and what am I okay compromising on and and having those those conversations that communication around hey this is what my family does or hey it's really important for me to have for example Christmas day with my parents because that's really important that's what we celebrate and maybe Christmas Eve we can do at your house your parents house Um, but I think it's just and uh, along with that I, you know, when I'm talking about obviously these these high holidays, it's also there are people that are in relationships that are in different that have different religions. Um, mm-hmm. And something I, I I was just telling Dev right before this is I'm I'm in a relationship where I'm Jewish and my partner is Catholic, and so we celebrate completely different holidays. Yeah, what does that look like for the both of you? It's honestly the best. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> we're both not super religious so it's it's really just enjoying the culture around the holiday rather than the religion around the holiday if that makes sense yeah yeah to to you guys out there as well um but it's basically we never have to fight on whose family we go to for a holiday because we do different holidays so it's nice with that it's definitely different traditions I get to learn about you know, Christmas and Easter and all of that. And he gets to learn about Passover and Hanukkah. And it's, it's really, I mean, I personally love it. And I know a lot of, a lot of other couples, they, they enjoy learning about, you know, their partner's different way of of how they were raised and especially around holidays. Did you ever feel like any kind of pressure from like your husband's family to participate in some of their like traditions even though you guys are different religions like how was that for you to navigate yeah I I personally I have not his family is like very sweet and kind and so understanding and loving and if I was uncomfortable doing something they wouldn't even think to push it but I know that's not the case for everybody and and if that was the case um and something actually that I I just spoke about but boundaries with um, with in-laws mm-hmm. is something that's really huge. And I'm sure very, very big around the holiday. And if it comes to the point where, you know, we need to involve 
in, in this scenario, me, for example, then we both have a conversation together. But it definitely does come up with a lot of relationships where in-laws and especially around the holidays, you know, they want to have it their way. And, and it's very hard to be accommodating, again, after years of traditions, um, that it's, it's, I think, about the child of the parents that are having this the boundary issue to really communicate with their parents. Mm-hmm. That is something that we really don't talk about enough. The real struggles of, you know, having holiday traditions, navigate, like navigating your own family is hard enough. And during the holidays, I've always struggled with that, like navigating my own family dynamics. And then I get married and I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is a whole nother ball game. Like a whole nother family that you have to do that with. But mm-hmm. I noticed and I I've experienced and also I've heard from people that they feel so guilty setting a boundary and feeling like there's this role that they have to play. And so what would you say to those kind of people? Because I think, yes, the boundaries are so important. Um, But even for people who like struggle setting them, what would you say to them? Start small. Yeah. Start small because, you know, we don't have to go. I, I always think of it as a continuum of not zero to 10, but negative 10 to 10. Mm -hmm. which is like, if you're feeling like you're somebody that really struggles with boundaries, maybe you're a people pleaser or you identify as being a people pleaser or, or you really just don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Let's start with jumping from negative 10 to negative nine. And maybe that looks like saying, maybe, maybe later, let me get back to you. And, and allowing yourself that time, that, that space to maybe feel uncomfortable for not saying yes right away. But sometimes time does help us in that scenario. And maybe that other person will kind of forget about it and and hopefully let it go. But I always say, start with a maybe. Yeah, I think that's a really good, really good advice because I feel like almost sometimes people go from zero to 100 and change who they are as like a person to be like this person that they think that their in-laws maybe want them to be mm-hmm. and what they think the expectations are. And then in part of that too, you kind of lose who you are. And then the ho- like, for example, the holidays will then be miserable for you because you weren't um, who you wanted to be, but you were surrounded by family. And then it just becomes, I guess, really difficult then to come out of that. Yeah. And I think it's also important to remember for those that are, that really do struggle setting boundaries is it's not necessarily what we say, but how we say it, you know, mm-hmm. are we able to get our point across without kicking and screaming or, or feeling like the villain where maybe we want to have a conversation about it, or we want to understand them and, and where they're coming from. Hey, you know, why do you want us to come on Christmas day? again, just an example. Mm-hmm. And and the parents might say, oh, well, you know, it's always been a tradition and this and that. And maybe there could, there could be a compromise. And again, when I say compromise, I mean, nobody wins, right? That's mm-hmm. what a compromise means. It means I want to live in New Jersey, you want to live in California, and we move to Chicago. That's my favorite mm-hmm. example of a compromise. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it just means that, okay, we, we want to have a conversation. And some people just feel good about being heard. That might be good enough. Yeah. Like being able to hold that and have that conversation is so important. Um, And I think that a lot of times people just like try to avoid having conversations about things because they feel uncomfortable. And like there are so many reasons that we don't have difficult conversations, but especially during the holidays, like it can already be super complex and difficult that just shoving this stuff under the rug can make it even worse. So I definitely think that some of the 
things that lead to some of these common relationship struggles over the holidays is just simply not talking about it. But what would you Mm -hmm. think are other factors that lead to those struggles? Like, what have you noticed? Um, And also, we haven't, I guess we did, we're going to, we said this in the intro, but we didn't like really specifically say this, but Lior is um, a licensed marriage and family therapist. So she has all the tips on everything, relationships, (laughs) families. So with you knowing all of that and having so much expertise in that, what are some of the other factors you think lead to these struggles? Yeah, I think within, so within the nuclear family, let's say you're, and again, like I said, it's, it's all about stages of life, but something that I notice within the couples that have young children, um, a part of it is picking out who's buying the presents and who's wrapping the presents and who's picking this out and who's picking that out and who's planning the schedule. And that, and around the holidays is really really difficult for parents and I, I I don't have any kids so I cannot speak to it personally but I can only imagine the the craziness that happens on Black Friday for example to then like yeah. people trying to get the best deals for themselves but for their kids and for others and for aunts and uncles and grandparents yeah. and all of those people that it's it's just it becomes a mess and and there might come resentment with that and it's really hard yeah and then i think also just when you're um merging like two families together as well with that Mm -hmm. it's almost it just creates more like i think stress on each individual and then Mm -hmm. when you bring it all together then it's like communication is out the door most of the time like you're not really like talking to one another and so like what do you suggest like people should start with there with I don't know, getting started with the holidays in general. I think making a plan would be a good a good start. Rather than leaving things to chance or, or to last minute or to, well, you didn't say anything about this, so I figured you were fine with it. Those, those mm. conversations, they need to happen, in my opinion, well before the holiday season, maybe even yeah. in September. Um, really? Hey, you know, are we going to your parents for Thanksgiving or and mine for dessert? Or if we're living in different states, you know, are we going to split up for this holiday? And and that's also okay. I think, again, people have this expectation of like, well, we're a unit. And so we need to spend the holiday together. You don't need to do anything that doesn't Mm -hmm. work for you. What you need to do is just what what works in that moment and sometimes it means not necessarily being all together and that's okay and I think that we learned that the hard way the past couple years with COVID Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you guys remember last year but like COVID was hot Thanksgiving and Christmas Uh if you didn't get COVID you I don't know what you're truly dodgeable (laughs) You dodge. I, I will. I did dodge it. I did get it in May. You did. I, I, I didn't. It was. It was a wild time. But my my partner did. He he got COVID, and so we did not spend Christmas together. Um, and and that was okay. That was mm-hmm. okay. It was. It's a Christmas, of course, and we wanted to be together with everyone. But you know, we sort of have to have some acceptance around the plans not going exactly as we wanted it to. Yeah. I and love the, that you had said that because yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that too. Cause I feel like whoever is listening, I hope that's maybe like reassuring you too, that it doesn't have to be like how you just said, like, we don't have to like be a unit 
like because you mm-hmm. think that's the way it should be mm-hmm. we like look at the holidays to be this magical time um that and and, and you know it's just not just it, it doesn't have to be we look at it of like oh, we have to post maybe like this Instagram photo together and we need to all wear matching pajamas and sit by the <laughs> fireplace. And I love that you had said that, you know, you don't have to like, do what works for you. And if that is that your families live in different states or different even like countries, like do what is okay for you. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what matters. Um, but what do you think like, what do you think leads to this pressure of needing to have the holidays be a quote unquote certain way? Because like there's so much pressure around the holidays. Oh yeah, so much pressure. Um, I think it's a it's a pod of things. I first and foremost, those Christmas movies. Blame <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it on the Christmas movies. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> there, there's like a new one with Lindsay Lohan. Which oh, I saw oh, that. Yeah, I saw that. that. <laughs> Is it good? Um, Did you watch it? No, no, I can't. I can't because it's. It's not, it's not Lindsay Lohan. I have no problem with her, but it's, it's the fakeness of it that really gets to me where I'm Mm -hmm. just like, it is not like, it's, it's always like the same storyline of like a small, a a big city girl goes back to like a small town and like Mm -hmm. finds a lumberjack to fall in love with. And then like, it's a Christmas miracle. And I'm like, that is not like, you go back to your hometown and you, and you put a hat on because you want to avoid everyone you've ever seen from high school. And that's really the reality of Christmas. Um, but but I think another thing is is social media highlights mm-hmm. the best parts of our lives. And so when we're scrolling, when we're looking at people's stories and we're seeing all of their gifts that they got and the yeah. fireplace in Vermont and the jacuzzis and the trips to Florida where it's warmer, right? We're 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 seeing the best moments. You don't know what happened until they got to that. I mean, maybe it was amazing and I really hope that it's amazing for most people, but Maybe there was family drama on that trip. Maybe there was, you know, maybe they got that gift for themselves and they're saying like they got it for something, you know, somebody else got it for them. We don't really know the truth. And so the expectation and what we see around us is I I think it can feel very damaging to the reality of what all of this means and and being in America and like a very... um, consumeristic I think I just made that word up um but place where like things matter where really the holidays are supposed to be about being together with the people that you love whether that's your entire family or whether that's your dog Mm -hmm. people are not gonna like turn off social media during this time so we can't tell them to avoid it but like what would you say would be a good way for people to not compare themselves with what they see on social media yeah, I think take everything you see with a grain of salt. Mm. That's that's really my best advice. And th- this is something that I'm sure, you know, all of us deal with. I know I do. Like, mm-hmm. I'll see something. I'll be like, oh, man, they got to go here. Or oh, that that's a cool purse. Like, I want that. And it's it's fine. It's not super horrible to feel that way. But I think it's the the aftermath of what we do with that feeling. Do we get resent resentful yeah. over those people or over ourselves or the people in our lives for not providing that for us? And I think, and, and this is 
a little bit off topic, but when you think of like engagements and you Mm. see this person got engaged on a helicopter with (laughs) like in the sky, it says, will you, you know, it's like where, you know, maybe somebody got on one knee and at a restaurant for you. And, and that was amazing and a beautiful moment, but you saw that and it's like, well, what, what that, you know, it's, it's sort of that idea of comparison and, and we naturally do that. But I think it's, it's, reeling it back in and finding gratitude with, Hey, okay. I, you know, that, that is pretty awesome and like good for them. And I'm so glad that I got to see my mom this, this holiday. Yeah. We both smile. I mean, when, when we're listening to the podcast, like obviously you can't see our facial expressions, (laughs) but when Leo brought the thing up with engagement, Mm -hmm. and I both were like, "Mm," because that's such a common one that again, we don't talk about of one, so-and-so is getting engaged or so-and-so is getting married. So-and-so is having a baby. I wish I was doing that. And I mean, I don't know about all of you, but my Instagram and Facebook right now is just scroll, scroll, engagement, engagement, engagement. Like it's all I'm seeing. Um, And I know it can be so triggering to people. Um, So yeah, I'm really happy that you normalized that and brought that up because it's such a big, a big thing that we don't talk about. Yeah. 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 I wanted to like even highlight how you said that, just have some gratitude um, for like what you mm. are surrounded by and what, because I think that's so easy to forget. And I know that we all like the holidays are supposed to be like, you know, thinking about that stuff, but like we do, we do forget about it. And so like just thinking about those who you're with, who you're surrounded with is like a best way to like take yourself out of the comparison, comparing yourself with other people. Yeah. That mindset is so difficult and it's so difficult to get out of it. Any negative mindset feels like I always, I always compare it to if you're sitting in a recliner and you're super comfortable and the fire is lit next to you and you have a cozy blanket and, you know, somebody says, Hey, can you go grab me the remote from the other place? Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, (laughs) I cannot Yeah, (laughs) because you're you're like sunken in this chair. You're sunken in the negative thoughts. It's so hard to pull the lever, bring yourself up, take the blanket off. It's a step by step, but even one step, like we like we said mm-hmm. before, the negative ten to positive ten. We just want to take it step by step. I love that example more mm-hmm. because it, it feels so relatable. <laughs> uh, oh, can you go get this? Can you? And then that feeling of like, ugh. But we don't let ourselves in that example. We can talk about it and laugh, but it even just shows how we don't normalize talking about a lot of these relationship struggles because when it comes to like relationship pressures or expectations, whether or not those pressures and expectations are like, you know, put onto us or that we've internalized them. Like a lot of that we don't talk about. And so I don't know. I think it's really important to definitely normalize and debunk this quote unquote, like perfect idea of the holidays. I'm curious in this kind of conversation um, with the perfect idea of the holidays. So Lior and I are both married and Ravisha is single. And so I want to hear from your experience with that too, because we're kind of like talking in terms of like with relationships. What is it like for you, Ravisha, in the, during the holidays when you see all of the stuff around about relationships and what comes up for you? So as a single person, I think mo- what I think about like during the holidays is like when that time comes for me to introduce my partner to my family in the holidays, it's going to be really interesting and So I try to like just soak up a lot of this time that I do have with them because I think that it's going to be really different when I do have a partner. And so I I really the last couple of years, I feel like and I feel like I've told Divya this too, like I like soak up all this time with my family and 
it's more of the gratitude thing. I hope for when I do have a partner, like we would be able to integrate both of our family like um, traditions together in some way. Yeah. Lior, what have you seen with people who in your practice who come and if they're single or, you know, in a complicated relationship or situationship or whatever it may be, what are other things that you've seen how come up with people during the holidays? You know, I will say, and I, I don't know if this is a pandemic thing, but pre-pandemic, it was like a lot of sorrow and a lot of, you know, I wish I had somebody to to share this time with with me and, you know, or maybe I want someone to brace my family with me or save me for my family. And lately, I, I've been from my clients and I typically see early adulthood, um, anywhere from like 20 to 36. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my clients are like, you know, it is what it is. And I'm, I'm happy with it because I don't have to deal with somebody right now, or I don't have to worry about somebody meeting my family, or I'm not ready. Um, Mm -hmm. like you said, to, to meet my family right now, I don't know how I would even react to that. I feel like I have some healing to do first, um, before I can, I can involve somebody else in this. And I, I think it shifts and, you know, everybody has their own perspective and their own story, um, and journey, even though, uh, such a cliche word every time I say it, I hate it, <laughs> but, but it is journey, um, that it, it's just, yeah, I think it, it just depends. That's such a good point because I, I have noticed that honestly too, that people are really way more comfortable being single and like figuring themselves out and healing. And I think that's so amazing. It's this huge shift because I think before I'd seen that it was very like, marriage and partnership and it is like this destination that you have to get to to be quote-unquote successful and you need to have that but now we're starting to redefine and get in touch with our values like about what you want from life so I'm glad that you've noticed that too because I definitely have noticed that I've been like oh I, I love I mean I love this and at times I'm like I wish like we had more of that around us growing up because I remember yeah. when growing up it was just like when are you going to date someone? What is it was like so much about dating and now it's just not that way. Yeah. And I, I think too, when, I, and Divi, I don't, I think you and I are about the same age. Yeah. Actually, I don't really know how old you are, but <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> I and, think we have talked about this and we are around the same age. Oh, did we? Okay. I don't know. Maybe. We've been, like we said, we've been talking for two plus years. So <laughs> uh, who knows? You know, we've been talking for <laughs> over two years. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but I think like when I was younger, I was like, oh, by, by age 24, I'm going to oh, be God, engaged. Yeah. And then 25, I'm going to be married. And then 26, I'm going to have my first kid. And I'm literally pushing 30 and I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Like, I don't need kids right now. I'm focusing on my career and like things yeah. change. And I and I, I think like you said, like as when we were younger, we just like romanticize this like fairy mm-hmm. tale life or fairy tale ending quote unquote we're really we're just beginning every day is a beginning Mm -hmm. and there is no end until you know there is an end (laughs) but (laughs) until then we're just living our lives and and making the best out of it and settling down to be with somebody that doesn't reflect or match up on on our values and morals it's Mm -hmm. just not worth it anymore this is in the 60s yeah absolutely Gotta blame it on those Christmas movies, right? And those endings. 
Yeah. I and and I like that you brought that up too because it's like we it it doesn't have to be like a certain way. Like, you know, like the you can be 25 and single and go home for the holidays and like you can a family member will ask you like, "So what's going on? Tell me about your dating life." And like I think just being happy with just saying like I'm single and that's that's it is like all you can give them is like perfectly fine. Yeah. And I and I think too to that point is especially if it's something that's uncomfortable, but you don't want to make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. You can kind of be like, yeah, I'm still single. Anyways, so and <laughs> Trish, like what are you up to? Like what have you been doing? And sort of yeah. like deflecting the conversation and kind of just like making a point of like, look, I yeah, sure, but I'm not gonna talk about it and this is mm-hmm. all you're gonna get. Yeah. Period. Um, I wanted to ask you because I actually just had a lot of friends get married this year. And mm-hmm. so if they're listening, maybe they can take some tips and advice about like, I don't know, the first time spending like the holidays as like husband and wife, like, do you have like any clients that usually like struggle with that? Or like, what ways do you or like tips you give them to cope with the holidays with in-laws mm-hmm. or and all that? Oh. This is a good question. I think my first thought was, what's the difference? What's the difference between being with your significant other's family when you're engaged and when you're married? Right. For for some people, marriage does symbolize a, a different union. Mm-hmm. But the way that we act around people, is it really going to be that different? I would assume no. I would hope mm-hmm. no, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, speaking of fairy tales, it's like Cinderella, the stepmom. Maybe she was super nice and cool. And then they got married and she became the stepmom and then she was an evil queen. <laughs> I'm replacing the word B-I-T, the queen. <laughs> um, where, you know, do we really drastically change that much just because of a ceremony or, mm-hmm. you know, a piece of paper or, you know, whatever, um, that I, I really think the big, the biggest change that happens and is when kids are involved. That's when things shift because that's when we got, not in not all families, but in, in some two sets of grandparents mm-hmm. now it's who gets to spend the family with the grandchild with the baby mm-hmm. with the kid right and then it's it's i think more topics around that of okay now we really have to think about because we have a little a little something to really <laughs> worry about mm-hmm. aka baby um that we need to really make um conscious decisions and kind of i think keep what's the best interest and heart to the parents um, and then talk about it with extended family. Yeah. And I really like that you bring that point up about like what is really going to be different. Cause Ravisha and I were actually talking about this the other day too, in terms of what it's like the differences when you are in a relationship and going, and let's say when you get married too, with your partner's family. And again, I think so much of that is with this pressure that we put on ourselves of even like the, Again, this keeps coming back to the Christmas movies, just like in therapy when it's like, it's always like the parents look at the childhood and, you know, Mm -hmm. with this, I'm just feeling it's Christmas movies. We think of marriage as this like sacred union and how it's two people, you know, starting their lives together. And it it definitely is. 
but that doesn't mean that everything around you needs to change. You're still the same two people. They're coming together in the same relationship mm-hmm. that you had before. Now there's just, you know, an additional piece of paper and, and maybe more commitment. <laughs> and if, you know, it's not a breakup anymore, <laughs> a divorce. <laughs> so there, there is some language around it that makes it, you know, that makes it different. But I think in the heart, it stays the same. Mm-hmm. What are some tips that you ultimately would give to people to cope with the holidays, whether they're in a romantic relationship, they're newly married, maybe they're single. I know this would all look different person to person. So you can identify which one um, you're talking about, but in general, like what are some tips for this, this the holidays and this time to kind of like start wrapping it all together? I love that you use the word wrapping. And oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> How festive of me. On theme. <laughs> so on theme. Um, I think coping in the sense of making the holidays work for you is going to be such an important first step of allowing yourself to enjoy the holidays. Mm. So when we go back to the idea of expectations and any expectation you might have around the holidays – of, you know, what, what really about this time of the year is important to me? Is it about seeing my family? And if it's not about seeing my family, that's okay, too. We, we, Mm -hmm. some of us do have dysfunctional, you know, families. And so what it what is important, maybe, maybe staying at home, maybe watching the um, fake Christmas (laughs) Christmas movie, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> the Lindsay Lohan movie. <laughs> the Lindsay Lohan. No. I honestly, I can't hate on it. I really have not seen it, but maybe it's good. Um, but, but yeah, but watching reality TV, mm-hmm. you know, sitting and enjoying a cup of hot cocoa. Right? Like, what what does the holiday season really mean to you? And if it means nothing to you, that's also okay. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be magical. And for somebody like me, and like I said before, I'm Jewish, but I'm also Israeli. I moved to America in third grade. And I remember all of the kids that we'd have Christmas break. It would be called Christmas break. Now it's holiday break. (laughs) Thank goodness. Um, And more inclusive. And we'd come back and I mean, at the time when I was like in, you know, middle school, high school, everybody would come back in their new like Abercrombie, like polos and like, God, yep. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The stripes yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, or Hollister jeans and, you know, all of this nice new stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? Like what? <laughs> and like, you can tell you, I, I don't know. Cause I, I think you guys are from the Midwest, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's like a different culture over there, but like for us, it was like if you if you didn't if you didn't get like you know seven eight nine a hundred gifts for Hanukkah and like for Christmas and you know whatever then you're like what it, what's going on like what's wrong mm. and I yeah really, it was like that for us too. it was like that yeah. so much pressure yeah so much pressure and I, and that's not like that in in Israel and I don't think that's like that in most countries. It's it's very commercialized in America. And so Hmm. I think the expectation starts when we're younger and we see our classmates coming in with like, I mean, I don't even know what, like, what is even in now? Like Aritzia? Like if (laughs) (laughs) they they have good stuff. (laughs) They do have good stuff. If high school's wearing Aritzia though, I have questions. (laughs) I know. Oh my goodness. I know. 
Yeah, but now it's like you never know. But I remember in middle in like grade school that day after the holiday, I I would just dread because everyone would be like, "What did you get? What did you get?" It was this big mm-hmm. competition, and oh my gosh, it was a lot. It it is a lot, and yeah, and I think it's all the commercials and everything. So to to go back to what I had before about expectation is just figure out what's best for you honestly on on to before i got on here today me and my partner were walking um our dog and i was like are we doing gifts this year and he's like yeah like but like you have to tell me what you want and i was like no yeah that's a really good point and i appreciate um you bringing that up and as we kind of get toward the end i think it's really uh, what i always find to be helpful when i listen to podcasts is them to be like okay here are these xyz things that you should do and that's that's helpful so as we talked about a lot in this episode it's filled with a lot of tips and amazing wrapped and packaged with the both <laughs> things or what would you say are three um maybe like wellness practices that you would recommend for people to do during this holiday season time to take care of their mental and emotional well-being yeah so I think some of the takeaways would be um first and foremost practicing acceptance acceptance for the situation that we have you know what we are in as well as finding gratitude with that or, or, you know, trying our best that that's not to say that we need to have toxic positivity if we're not feeling so great, but you know, even if we just get to not be working for one day, maybe we can feel grateful for that. Um, And, and not, and remembering that our experience does not need to mimic somebody else's experience. And just because someone else had a different situation or went on vacation, that doesn't mean that we needed to as well, or we would have had like the best time in the world if we went, um, where it's just, they had that experience and we had this experience. Well, thank you again so much for being on this episode. I feel like our listeners could take a lot, um, with, all the advice that you gave us. And I feel like Divi and I also like have a lot to take away as well. Um, and yeah, hope everyone goes into the holidays um, with their partner or whoever, like ready to think about those three things that Lior brought up, acceptance, gratitude, and um, what was the, the third thing? The ability. <laughs> I know it was, the last one was a long one. Um, I think, well, actually what I didn't say is boundaries. So I'm glad that you asked me. Boundaries, boundaries very important, but Give just the bonus one. Yeah. The bonus number four. Um, but just not, not feeling like we have to mimic everybody else's experiences and make it our own. Mm-hmm. Well, Love this it. was so fun, Lior. Also, uh, before we jump into asking Lior where um, you all can find her, which Side note, she also, with Maggie, just started a new podcast, Therapist Yay. Out of the Office. So you should have yes. to definitely check that out, what, you're three episodes in, right? So yes. that is so exciting. Amazing. Um, yeah, so she'll share a little bit more about her. But before she does, I want to just say that I'm leaving this episode literally with my abs hurting because <laughs> the three of us have, like, laughed so much. And I know that you're all not going to hear it as it's edited out, but there have been many moments during this episode that – we've just had zoom kind of fail on us even though we've been depending on zoom for the last what three years but today zoom chose the day to be interrupting but this was so good Lior was such a champ and we have laughed so much today that i my abs are literally sore so i, I love it Lior. we hope you come back even though <laughs> with all the technical difficulties you might not want to but i hope you do i will 
I, I will be here. <laughs> I love we'll just that. have Lior, you know, Rabisha keep freezing. Lior and I will keep laughing. <laughs> Rabisha will come on and be like, sorry, guys. <laughs> Recording in progress. Recording has stopped. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, this episode has been amazing. It's really what I needed to go into this holiday weekend with. I could not have asked for a different guest than Lior today. Um, okay, Lior, tell everyone where they can find you and how they can connect with you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm the at the therapy gal on Instagram. Unfortunately, I have underscores after the and therapy because that username was taken. Um, and also, if you're looking for therapy in the area, I do have a group practice. Um, I'm a great therapist and in my practice. And uh, you can find me at the therapy Yeah. And also make sure to check out her podcast and therapist out of the oven. And that, yep, that's so new. I like forget. I'm just your new marketing therapy gal girl. So I love it. Don't forget the podcast. (laughs) I love it. Please. uh, You're hired. (laughs) All right, Lior. Thanks again for joining us. And I hope you all enjoy this episode and have a happy, safe, whatever holidays you want to bring to you. I hope that it is that for you. So we will see you in next week's episode. Thank you again, Lior. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Conversations Brewing. We hope you take some moments to reflect on our episode with some coffee in hand. New episodes of Conversations Brewing come out on Tuesdays. We'd love to hear from you about what resonated with you and what you want to hear more about. So let us know on Instagram at our account at Conversations Brewing. If this episode was helpful, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and continue to tune in weekly. We so appreciate your support and we'll brew some conversations with you next week. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.